Welcome back to the Grower Radio Network. I'm Matt McClellan, an editor with Nursery Management Magazine. I'm here today with Raymond Cloyd, professor and extension specialist in horticulture entomology with Kansas State University. Welcome back to the podcast, Raymond. Thank you, Matt. So Raymond and I are going to chat a little bit today about fungus gnats. So Raymond, why exactly are these pests a problem for growers? Well, um, they're a problem mainly because of the, the larval stage. The, the fungus at larva uh, feeds on plant roots. Uh, it'll also tunnel into young cuttings. And the reason why they're a problem is mostly under propagation because uh, it doesn't take as many fungus at larva to cause damage than it would be on an older plant. Uh, these are uh, insects that like moist conditions, and uh, subsequently, when cuttings are developing or distorting, those plants are very susceptible to feeding damage caused by the larval stage of the fungus gnat. Okay. Now, is this something that is um, tied to a particular region or crop, or is it something that is, that is, uh, that is fairly widespread? No, fungus gnats are widespread uh, around the world. No, okay. I mean, they're, uh, they're, they're all over the place. Okay. And um, how do they, uh, they do their damage with the, uh, in the larval stage? Okay, there are several ways that the fungus at larva can cause damage. The first one is direct damage, and that is a consequence of their feeding, where they do have chewing mouth parts, and they'll feed on young roots. Um, they'll also uh, tunnel into cuttings. I've seen them on poinsettia cuttings, tunneling in. Uh, so, so that damage by itself on the roots is going to cause some above-ground symptoms, such as wilting and stunting of the plants overall. The indirect damage is, uh, is also a consequence of their feeding, but it's the wounds they cause will allow entry of some soil-borne pathogens such as Pythium and Phytophthora, uh, those types, and even black root rot, the labiopsis, to get into the roots and consequently start an infection. So there's the, the, the direct damage from feeding and the indirect damage by creating these wounds that allow fungal, uh, soil-borne fungal pathogens to enter. Okay, I see. Okay, so what are some steps that growers can take to uh, prevent fungus gnats from, from that feeding and then the later indirect damage from the uh, soil-borne pathogens? Yeah, that's a good question, Matt. Uh, this all goes back to moisture management. First of all, if you can minimize overwatering plants, uh, minimize uh, leaks, any place water accumulates, that's going to be a great breeding ground. For fungus gnats, also it'll uh, algae will grow in those areas, and fungus gnats, just like shoreflies, uh, do breed in algae. Uh, so moisture management is the key. Uh, you know, keeping the growing medium well drained uh, is also good to minimize the the, the moisture. Uh, in in regards to other controls, we have some really nice biological control agents out there. Uh, the beneficial nematodes, the strain Steiner Nema feltii is very effective in killing the larva. There's a, a row beetle, uh, Delosia coriara, which the larva and the adults feed on the larval stage of fungus gnats. And then we have a predatory mite, a soil predatory mite, uh, formerly known as Hypoasis miles, uh, that also attacks the larva. So in a sense, uh, management of fungus gnats can be done quite well with biologicals. Now, uh, there are some materials out there uh, such as insect growth regulators that will do quite a good job on larvae and we've done many years of studies and we found products like distance and citation and adept work very well against the larvae. Uh, pylon has shown to be very effective and then the uh, natural 
which is a uh, bacteria, Bacillus thuringiensis israeliensis, uh, which is used by organic growers, uh, also works well. However, it has to be used very early on because it doesn't work well on the later end stars. So those are so fungus management uh, relates to moisture management, keeping down algae, and then if need be, the use of biological control agents or the use of insect growth regulators. Okay, excellent. That was is good. Uh, it's good to have that list on hand of some of the biologicals that are available. Um, what about um, scouting and detecting? Are there any things that uh, that growers can do to try to find out if fungus gnats are a problem? Yes, uh, there are two ways to scout for uh, or monitor for fungus gnats. For the adults, you can use yellow sticky cards. Now, the yellow sticky cards uh, need to be placed right at the, the the level of the growing medium because the adults don't fly very well. So, one mistake I commonly see is placing the yellow sticky cards above the crop canopy. Well, you're not going to get reliable numbers. So, you just lay your yellow sticky cards horizontal on the surface of the growing medium or on the edge of containers, and you'll catch more that way. For the larva, you can use what we call the potato disc method. And what that entails is that you cut a potato into quarter-inch slices. You insert that into the growing medium, and as the carbohydrates de decompose, that attracts the larva. And then after 48 hours, and it's important, after 48 hours, lift up the disc, and, and you'll see, if they're there, the black head capsule for the fungus and larva. And that's always important. Fungus and that larva have the black head capsule, and that's how you dis distinguish them from shorefly larva. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, so uh, are there any other resources for growers out there who might be might have more questions about fungus gnats? Well, the uh, growers can contact uh, me. Uh, they can contact their state extension specialist, or they can get online. Uh, we do have an extension publication I developed uh, several years ago. If you just Google. Kansas State University Extension Publication Fungus Nats, you will find it. Excellent. Okay, and if you do want to get in touch with Raymond, you can reach him at his extension at Kansas State University at 785-532-4750 and or via email at rcloyd, C-L-O-Y-D, at ksu.edu. All right, thank you so much, Raymond, for being on the podcast today. Yes, man, I enjoy it and look forward to doing some, uh, some future ones. And if you have any pests that you might want us to cover, please drop us a line, um, either through, uh, through Twitter at NurseryMag or at GreenhouseMag, or via email at mmcclellan, M-M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N at G-I-E.net. Let me know what pests you'd like us to talk about on the podcast. And thanks again for listening to the Grower Radio Network. 